KYW Original Podcasts. This is the inside of a shop here in West Philadelphia that was looted around 2.30 in the morning. I mean, the guy said about 100 youth showed up, organized, had trucks, and literally came in, smashed, grabbed, and left. 100 youth, they said. 100 youth showed up here, smashed, grabbed, 2.30 in the morning, and this is what is left. This is KYW in depth. I'm Tom Rickert. Uh, just for everyone listening, that was that was Cherry Gregg. She's a community affairs reporter at KYW News Radio, and uh, Cherry's been in West Philly for the past couple of days. Cherry's also on the podcast. Hey, Cherry, how how are you doing? You holding up? I'm holding up. I was a little tired, but definitely holding up. Yeah. So that that was a video I took from from your Twitter where you're just looking around a, a store, one of the many stores that have been absolutely trashed in in Philadelphia and especially in in West Philly on that 52nd Street corridor. Can you can you tell me what does West Philadelphia look like right now? Um well, I would say West Philadelphia if you were to consider it to be a mouthful of teeth, uh there are missing teeth now. <laughs> You have a few stores that are burnt out. You have stores that have been smashed open. uh, And now they're in the process of trying to fix it. So now you see boards covering up the smashed glass and things like that. And it goes up several blocks west. So uh, it's not just 52nd Street, but it's also 60th Street. And it goes all the way up to um, Haverford Avenue, where the uh, Brown ShopRite was located. And that, too, um, is an eyesore. So it spreads out and spans out for a number of blocks in West Philadelphia. So we've there's been a couple things happening for the past four days in Philadelphia. There's been massive protests uh, thousands of people protesting the the killing of George Floyd, and there's also been uh, incredible destruction, looting, and, and vandalism, and, and arson, fires being set. That's been across Philadelphia. Have have you seen both of those things in in, in West Philadelphia? Yes, um, I've seen peaceful protests. As a matter of fact, I was stationed in multiple locations in West Philadelphia. First, I was at 52nd and Arch Street. Then I went up to 52nd and Chestnut. And then I was over 51st and Market. And then I was at 60th and Chestnut and Walnut. And every location that I went, there were two things going on. First, there were protests in front of police where you could say dozens, if not scores, of protesters were peacefully kneeling or chanting or um, holding signs up. And then in many cases, just a couple hundred feet away, you'd also see kids literally running inside of a store and running out with bags or boxes full of stolen items. And this was the, you know, they were just, side by side and it was it was so strange because I could stand in the middle of the block and see the police with the protesters 
on one side and look, literally shift my head maybe three or four inches and see the looters on the other side. Let's go back over to Cherry Gregg. She checks in with us. Cherry, where are you right now? What are you seeing? I'm, I'm, I'm still here at 52nd and Chestnut Street near this McDonald's that's at the corner that was totally busted out and vandalized. All the glass on the McDonald's is broken. And police had cleared the area using tear gas uh, just a few moments ago. Uh, the crowds had scattered, but they're beginning to gather again and go back inside of that footlocker. I mean, they had stopped the looting for just a few moments. Um, and anytime people kind of came back down the street, they would fire more tear gas. But they have since stopped. And, I, and I'll say that this is a residential neighborhood. I mean, I just talked to a woman who lives maybe 400 feet from where the looting happened and 300 feet from where, 250 feet from where the police are standing. And she was having a birthday party on her porch, uh, socially distanced, when all of this started to happen. Uh, and now she's sort of pushed inside of her home. So this is a very uh, residential neighborhood. And uh, while police had, you know, stopped everything for quite some time, the, the, the people are coming back and they're literally going back inside of the footlocker. Um, and I'll say that police didn't clash with anybody. They just kind of shot those, the tear gas and cleared the area. As soon as the tear glass cleared, all the people came back. And I talked to a number of the residents as I stood uh, away from the tear gas so that I could breathe again and could stop the burning in my eyes. And what they said, I heard people screaming and so upset, like, why are you burning down 52nd Street? Why are you doing this? Uh, we don't need this. You've been talking to people who live in West Philadelphia. What are they saying? What, how do they feel right now? Uh, they are devastated. West Philadelphia is, like most of the city, very residential, but there's businesses like mixed in with the residences. And so you have some people who live on top of, of you know, stores, next door to stores, adjacent to uh, a whole row of stores. And so for them, this is their neighborhood. This isn't like, you know, having a store looted. This is having like their neighborhood, their neighbor looted. And so many of them are devastated. Uh, they're even more devastated that this being uh, African-American community, that many of the young people who were looting were African-American. And they are extremely upset, too, that there were outsiders uh, visible in the neighborhood. And I'll explain that there were young white kids dressed in all black who were standing there, and I've talked to people who saw them set fires, saw them do things, and sort of like kick off some of this stuff, and all the kids kind of followed along, the kids from the neighborhood. And these were kids, and I'm telling you, like, Tom, they were like 13, 14, 15, up to like 19. I did not see... In West Philly, it was very different from what happened in Center City. Because in Center City, I kind of saw a lot of younger people. But I also saw some older people. But in West Philly, it was like kids. Literally like middle and high school kids. So what's what's their theory? The, the people who live in, in West Philly, why did the looting start? Who's behind it? Why do they think this group of white kids dressed in all black were doing there? Well, they, they believe that these white kids dressed in all black, and I saw them with my own eyes, which, uh, and it was very strange because West Philadelphia is heavily African-American. Um, and so you stand out. 
if you're not black in West Philly. I mean, and it's popping. It's like, Tom, I mean, people on the corners, people walking around. I mean, it's a very busy area of the city, especially 52nd Street. So a cluster of white people tatted up, um, spiky hair, masks on, all black, in a, on a sunny day, stand out. They don't blend in with the other folks. And they weren't hanging with any of the neighbors. It wasn't like they were going to see a friend and, and like the group was mixed. It was like they weren't talking to any of these people. They were together as a cluster. So I saw neighbors yelling at these people, why are you here? I know you started some stuff. Why are you here? So this lady across the street is cursing these people out, yelling at them, saying, you ain't from Philly. Why the F are you here? Starting stuff. That's what she said to those people. Um, and uh, they are standing in the middle of the street. I'm going to go over there and talk to this lady because she was very upset, y'all. She was very upset. Yeah, I don't know. How you doing? I'm Cherry. I'm KYW. I saw you upset. Why, why are you so upset? That lady called them out. She was like, who the hell are you in our neighborhood and why are you here to these this group of white people and they had on the black the tattoos and everything she was like get out of our neighborhood get out of here why are you here starting trouble she said she lived here her whole life and they never seen them before and why are they here I don't even know y'all I don't even know and uh, the, the old heads are telling the young people like I saw y'all throwing stuff at police why would y'all egg the police on why would y'all do this and and they and the younger people are arguing with them like we you know going back and forth so it's definitely a community flashpoint and dispute this is not going to be over for some time uh, a lot of people very very upset i actually interviewed uh, a pastor by the name of pamela k williams uh, she saw and and reported this to police uh, a man in his early 20s white guy you know dark pants beige top um, set an incendiary device, what she believed was an incendiary device. She called police, and moments later, a fire started. Once the fire started, all the kids came, and that was where it went. And I will note that the kids knew when the chaos would start. They advertised it on social media. It took me a while to get a hold of one of these flyers, but I got a hold of a flyer from multiple sources who said that this had been advertised on Instagram that all the kids would screenshot it and share it. And it was so strange. And I could tell you this, like being in West Philly, being there, seeing somebody crack open um, a beauty supply, one or two people go in and then literally, literally Tom, like 50, 60, 70, 100 kids show up within minutes and they all run into the hole. It was, it was like, how did y'all know that it was here? Like, how did y'all know to come right at this moment. And then people would show up with cars, open the doors, all the stuff put in the cars, and they would speed off and go away. Now, mind you, police, just a few hundred feet away, not really tackling these people, not stopping them. And how could you? It's so many of the kids. It it was just so many kids. I can give you another example. I stood at 52nd and Chestnut, and on my right side, if I'm facing north, is a um, a McDonald's, which was busted out. People stole burgers from there, I understand. There was shake mix everywhere, soda mix everywhere. 
And directly across the street to my left is a footlocker where someone crashed a police vehicle into the back door of the footlocker. Kids were standing on top of the vehicle, hitting it with a baseball bat, smashing the windows, and then they were jumping over the car into the building in a hole that was made from the from the car running into it, right? And then they're all stuffing in this hole, coming out with boxes and boxes of shoes, apparel, all kinds of stuff, running down the street. And I mean, literally scores of kids. And I, I tweeted video of it, and you can see it looks crazy. Then you have hundreds of people standing to the side watching it all go down. It was chaos. Something you said on on Twitter, I'm just going to read what you wrote. You said, stop burning our city. I spent last night in West Philly. People worked for years to build it up, end food deserts, bring pharmacies and services. We were talking about that too before we started recording. What did What was West Philly like when you first started covering it? West Philadelphia was very poor, a poverty-stricken area, lots of violence, high crime, high highly policed area, heavily African-American. Um, some of the poorest schools. I remember covering the closure of West Philadelphia High School, and I had a friend of mine who's an attorney actually um, represent a kid that was so afraid and had been bullied so much, he ended up stabbing a classmate to death because that's how violent it was for kids who went to West Philly High, right? So you 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 have a community where there's no jobs. I think they had a 60% unemployment rate, if I'm not mistaken, and in large part because so many people have a criminal past. And so I used to constantly do stories about how there's a lack of opportunity and many of these individuals are returning citizens and things like that. And so this was a real problem. So I... I I, and I saw them like kind of rise out of the ashes, so to speak. You know, they got the brown shop right over there. There was a new uh, shopping center. More stores began to open. Um, you know, then they started moving all down to 60th Street, started building up the 60th Street corridor, the 62nd Street corridor. And, you know, leading into Upper Darby. And it was like, yo, like West Philly is starting to be dope, right? And they started, they launched the Juneteenth Parade. And so there was this parade and they would have bands and music because, you know, people were coming out there for fun and it would be a night of peace. And for the last couple of years, they had Juneteenth. I mean, like kids, they brought everybody out and it made um, West Philadelphia almost like West Oak Lane and in, in the northern part, northwest part of the city, where it was now becoming this bustling corridor of life and economics, prosperity for black people, jobs, um, access to the things that they need and that returning citizens could now work because there was so much opportunity there. And I mean, they built up the L stop there. I mean, it was really starting to come around. And then boom, in just a couple of days, setback. And I have a feeling they're going to feel it for quite some time. Cherry, I'm wondering if like, I'm wondering if there are any individual people that you've talked to that are, are going to s- stick around in your head for a long time. Any stories that you've heard from the past couple of days of, of just being on the street and talking to people? Well, I will tell you that the one thing that I think will stick with me, well, a couple of things, actually, just um, just the reaction of some of the residents of the area. 
I saw neighbors yelling at young people saying to them, why would you participate in this? Why would you destroy your own community? You had block captains literally grabbing youth by the neck and pulling them in the corner and saying, why would you do this? Like hitting them, you know, like, why would you do this? Why would you take part in this? And at the same time, I, I talked to a resident, Christine, who lives on 52nd Street, and she told me that the kids were polite. That when they realized that she lived there at, at that location with her kids, they apologized, politely left, and, you know, destroyed the business next door, right? And the thing that stuck with me about what she said was, she was like, she was like man, they had so much unity. To see all those kids work together in such an orchestrated fashion was mind-boggling. And she said... But they were working together in unity for destruction. And that stuck with me because this is an area where you have crews, you have kids from this street that don't mess with that street. And that's why you hear about gun violence happening among these young people so much. But in West Philly, where I was, I never once felt like my personal physical body was in danger. And I mean, this is an area of the city where shootings happen, right? And a lot of these youth um, shoot each other. They just do. It's drugs. It's all kinds of reasons. But you never felt like even though looting was happening, like literally right in front of me, even though fires were burning, I never felt like anybody was going to attack me. I never felt like anybody was going to hurt me. And it was like a different vibe. And I, I don't even know how to describe what that vibe was. But I will tell you that it made me realize that these kids have something and they need to direct it to something positive. Um, and knowing after talking to so many youth on the street while I was there and hearing how much anger they have, um, Tom, it's it's I almost kind of understand. They don't know where to put that rage. Um, they you gotta, and I and I tried to put myself in their shoes. They were like 11 years old when Trayvon Martin was killed by George Zimmerman, and that was in 2014, right? So you're 11 year old kid when you're finally starting to come of age and develop your personality. You see that a kid like you could be murdered, and the person who murders you never, you know, goes to jail. So I think that they just were, they grew up where this was the norm, and then there was a couple of years where. Every time you turned around, another video, you know, you know, Eric Garner, you heard about Michael Brown, Philando Castile. I mean, there are so many names repeatedly and it's very traumatic. And to become of age and to become an adolescent and let those be your memories, like I can understand why they are so angry. I'm trying to understand why their anger would turn into this destructive rage. But I do know that there's protesters, there's people who loot and protest, and then there's just looters. So there's just some people just taking advantage. This has nothing to do with anything other than a come up. But I do understand that there's many young people. The reason why they're taking part in this is because they're so mad. Jerry, what do you think the next year looks like for, for West Philly? How bad is this damage? Can people come together and and fix it? Uh, I hope so. 
I will tell you a silver lining is seeing the Overbrook neighbors get up early in the morning, right immediately after the the looting, and get to work um, rebuilding that shopping center with the Lowe's and the and the Brown Shoprite. I also was very happy to see um, so many people working to do some of the some of the repairs on 52nd Street as well. And one thing that stood out to me is when I rolled down 52nd Street, and I could send you the tape of this, Tom, there were some girls, a group of about a half dozen girls, chanting a, a, an against, no justice, no peace. And they were saying that we cannot tear up our own communities and how much they wanted West Philadelphia to be fixed. And so when you see young people fighting for it to be better, that gives me hope. And I know, I know West Philly's going to recover. I mean, a lot of people love West Philadelphia. West Philly is a great part of town. But we do need to address this anger. Change uh, needs to happen. I mean, that police district that polices West Philadelphia is notorious. So there needs to be some dialogue. There needs to be some change. Uh, and that's a heavy youth area. And so... Something needs to happen. And I do want to mention, Tom, the kids, from what I understand, if you put black owned business, they did not necessarily they didn't damage your property. Um, Some black owned businesses did get damaged if uh, they were close enough to like a corporate owned um, entity. But they seem to be very focused on corporate owned businesses like Rite Aid, McDonald's, Foot Locker, as well as businesses owned by outsiders from outside their community. And I think a lot of this comes from anger. You know, people view people coming into their community, treating them badly and then, you know, making money off of them. And so I think there's all this anger there and there's no justification for the violence and the the looting. But I'm just trying my best to wrap my head around what would make somebody do this. But I hope that that is addressed. And I hope that West Philadelphia comes back better than ever and healed. Um, And that these same young people grow up and they become better men and women. And they'll, you know, be, be people that like make their community better and not tear it up like what we saw uh, just a few days ago. Jerry, you've been doing an incredible job reporting. Uh, please remember to keep yourself safe, put safety first, and um, and keep up the good work. I'm so sad about everything that's happening in Philadelphia, and I'm so proud of all the people I work with at the same time. Uh, so you're, you're doing a great job, and thank you for your time. Thank you for having me.